me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Wisconsin Lutheran College women's soccer head coach, Mr. Tony Pierce. Tony, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much. So it's like we're continuing our women's soccer we spotlight are. this week. In a way, we are, yeah. It's a two-parter almost this week. So, Tony, we're excited to have you on the program. Uh, Simon and I know you personally because I went to Wisconsin Lutheran. Simon still works here. Uh, I've had a chance to watch you from the coaching perspective. I know Simon uh, knows you a little bit more before when you were still yeah. doing your playing days as well. So right. uh, why don't we talk a little bit about the coaching season right now? Uh, you you guys have a couple couple months still until opening day for you. Uh, September 1st, I believe, is, is opening day, I believe, against yeah, I think uh, that's Lake right Park. So uh, you've been now here at Wisconsin Lutheran for a total of six years. You were here for a couple years, took a couple years off. Now you're back again. So you're, you're four years back into the process of everything, and um, can you kind of give us a little synopsis of how last season went and how we're looking going into this year? Yeah, last year we uh, we had a young team and really kind of an unproven team, and as we've been going through and the growth process, kind of changing the culture of, um, you know, what the women's soccer program is about here at WLC, um, you know, we went through some growing pains, and uh, last year I think our team was uh, was a tight unit, but uh, we just had to learn each other and, and what it was about to play together, um, and we took our lumps, and we played some quality teams. You know, I think we had three teams that were in the top 25 in the country, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, maybe we uh, jumped the gun a little bit by scheduling those guys, but... Uh, you know, I want us to be able to compete with those play, you know, those those teams and our players to see what it's like to be in that environment and and like I said, for us to be able to handle it. And uh, so, um, this coming season, uh, the girls have been working hard in the off season. We started our um, non traditional season last week, and uh, everybody's on board. Everybody's been working hard. They've been involved in. Uh, the pep program over at uh, freighter that's huge okay yeah and uh it's you can tell that it's helped them it's helping build their confidence and uh so it's just an exciting time Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah it's definitely uh you can you can sense the feeling a little bit now i mean when you look at a team on paper it's different than what you as a coach see day in and out because on paper from anybody just stepping back it's like you look at how the last four seasons have gone and unfortunately they've progressively gotten worse if you look at them on paper but as a coach you have a different insight you've seen some fantastic ladies come and go you've weeded out those players that maybe were just there for a different agenda and now are here and you've got your your core group of ladies and I do feel at least from the conversations we were having even off air as well it sounds like you're you're really gung-ho on this group of ladies that you've got coming in but I mean last season you finished ninth in conference you finished two and eight overall in conference but 
Moving into this season, you've got obviously another tough slate of games, as always. But uh, what is do you have? I know it's still very early. You haven't finished all the recruiting process and everything yet, too. But what is your your preseason message to your gals right now? Well, it's it's really about you know just being the best we can be, and uh, you know that's all anybody can ever ask of you know a player is just do your best. And uh, with that, I think we'll have some results, but also the time that they've put in, you know, in the weight room, uh, you know, playing indoor on their own, getting together for some kick arounds, all those things are going to come into play and I think help us next season as we step onto the field. I think we're going to surprise some teams. Um, We still, you know, are looking to uh, finish, uh, you know, some goals. We've increased a little bit of point production, but it's still not, you know, what we need to be successful. And I think with the attitude and with the girls uh, working in the off season, they're going to see, you know, that they're healthier, that they're able to uh, just compete um, with other teams, fight for balls, win some things, and then, you know, good things are going to happen, which hopefully puts us in a, you know, a little better position than we have been in the past. Mm -hmm. Tony, I know you stated that one of your goals is to get in the conference tournament this year. What do you have to do to get there? Well, again, it's, you know, we have to not give up as many goals as we have in the past. We've, um, you know, it seems like at times we've had some mental lapses where you give up one and now all of a sudden you give up three, you know, and, and that has to stop. But, uh, you know, I believe that that'll happen for us this coming year. We'll, we'll tighten things up, but then again, it comes down to scoring some goals to where we can be competitive and, and, you know, let teams know that we're on the field with that we're, they're in for a battle. Is that a personnel issue in terms of like the the people that you have on the team, or is it the teams that you're playing that you have those struggles? Well, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, I I think depending on you know who you're playing and where you're playing them. You know, you look at let's say Lake Park. You know, we we talk or excuse me, Lake Forest. Mm-hmm. You know, a large portion of their roster are also hockey players. You know, and so when you when you get on <laughs> can the, be intimidating when yeah. you get on the when it, when you get onto the turf with them. You know. The game is very fast. It's you know, and they come at you and just keep coming after you, mm. and they're very physical. You know, when we've had them at our place, you know, the result has been a little different. Where the grass is a little bit slower, the mm-hmm. game slows down, and our field's a little bigger, and so we're able to spread it out and avoid some of that contact. You know, but like I said, now I think as our girls begin, you know, their second really second year of lifting in the off season and getting themselves stronger the physical side of it doesn't become a you know a, as big of a factor <clears throat> absolutely no I, I completely agree yeah you know moving on to a more general question we talked about this a little bit but this is a division three school that you coach at so i'm curious about what some of the extra challenges are you don't have scholarships to offer no division three school ever does so how does that make it different with recruiting versus being a division two or division one school well, yeah, you know, at the Division One level, if you're, you know, you offer a player some money, everybody thinks that, oh, you know, there's scholarships out there and stuff. But in reality, you know, at the Division One level, on the men's side, there's 9.9 scholarships for a fully funded program. And for women, there's 14. And so um, it's not a lot when, you know, but you get 
even just if you offer somebody, hey, we can pay you, you know, $500 for books, mm-hmm. then they're able to say, hey, I'm getting a scholarship. You sure, know? sure. And that makes everybody feel better. But, um, you know, let's face it, at the Division three level, the, the girls that are coming in, you know, the school actually has some great academic scholarships that are out there. Absolutely. And I don't care whether, you know, hey, however you're getting the money to help, you know, alleviate the, the stress of the cost of the, you know, school is wonderful. But, you know, our presidential scholarship is $15,000, cuts cost of school in half, and, and that's just tremendous, you know. So trying to get them to understand that, that, okay, it's not athletic, but it still is a scholarship that mm-hmm. you've earned by doing well in school, you know, you're going to receive this money. And so, you know, you should be proud of that. Though, you know, those merit scholarships are huge. Yeah, and, and there's also something to be said, too, about having a smart person be on your team on, on the field because generally that means they're going to be a smart player as Certainly well. Certainly helps. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I can attest to that though too, Tony. I mean, that's the reason I ended up here at WLC is because I was, I was recruited, you know, by the men's soccer coach, but then I was offered just a very good financial aid package, you know, and, and I knew going in for division three, it was like, Hey, we can't offer you an athletic scholarship, but we can offer you other scholarships based off of how you did. And ultimately that's why I chose to go here. I mean, the program looked like a lot of fun, but also, you know, I, I knew when I got out of college in four years that I wouldn't have as big a debt <laughs> as I was, right. as I was going to. And, and that's the that's the thing you accept to going to a Division three school, regardless of how big or small the program is, regardless of how successful it is. Be like, look, I'm here because a I love soccer, I love it, love it, love it, and b I'm going to be getting an education. Like that's more so a focus. As yeah, well. the okay. bottom line, you know, is is exactly that. That you know, you're going to walk away getting an education, and uh, you know, the soccer experience is going to be is going to be enjoyable. It's going to be good. It just really helps supplement mm-hmm. the educational side, but. Um, yeah, you know, there's a place for everybody. I mean, you know, regardless of where you are on the spectrum, there's a place for you to play in this country, you know, at the collegiate level. Exactly. And, uh, you know, here we are trying to, uh, you know, find players that help us get better. But, uh, you know, the, to answer Simon's question, it's tough, you know, it's tough to get um, the players to understand that, hey, you know, you can have really the best of all worlds by coming to a Division three program. Um, the one thing, and even when I was coaching at the Division one level, um, and I tell it even to the gals that come in, our recruits, I say, hey, you know, the one thing you have to ask yourself is, if you get hurt tomorrow and you can't play anymore, exactly, do you still want to be at school here? You know, and if the answer is yes, then you're in the right spot. Mm-hmm. You know, and so many players go away or go somewhere to play because of a scholarship, and yet when they get hurt, now they're lost and they don't want to be there. And it's you know some problems yeah. creep up. That's exactly what happened to me too. I mean, my freshman year, I played most of my freshman season, then I broke my foot, and then I was originally from Florida. Here I am in Milwaukee, never been before. And I'm like, hmm. I mean, I, and then I, I was able to meet enough professors and ultimately my wife, which certainly helped uh, me wanting to stay. So, but yeah, you're right though. That's, that's definitely the thing at this stage. It's like, hey, if look, obviously from the academic perspective, it's like soccer is that added bonus. Like, hey, I'm going to get a great edu- education, but I'm going to keep playing the game I love as well. Right. So, well, Tony, we know that from a, from a coaching perspective, you also do other things in the Wisconsin area, aside from the college area. You, you coach at a couple other places in the area. 
that right? Well, I, I do some work with uh, Pewaukee Sussex United. I'm actually, my title is uh, Director of Select Soccer, but um, Brian Staus is the Director of Coaching there, and I'm kind of under him. Okay. And I, I help with uh, coaching education and uh, just really trying to help their program. It's a, a young program. The two communities came together about four years ago, and um, they're working through some of those bugs and uh yeah, so it just kind of, you know, being able to give back some experience um, that I have in the game and that I've been through and um, help share, um, you know, some of that knowledge. Hopefully, you know, they think it's <laughs> knowledge, but we'll see. I would assume um, so. Yeah, yeah. Assume so. But, uh, you know, I, I love it. I, I, you know, obviously I love the game, been around it for so many years, and, you know, it's been great to me. And, uh, you know, I just I can't say enough so anytime I can be involved you know it's enjoyable regardless of what level it is so speaking of playing the game you had won a, uh, a championship back in the 80s a national championship with UConn where you were obviously the starting goalkeeper but along with that I was when I was a young lad Tony about five six seven you know up through my <laughs> teens oh, I thought you were gonna say five or six <laughs> years ago I was like <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay so I, sure. I remember remember going to Milwaukee Wave games and one of my favorite players to watch was this young goalkeeper Number thirty-one. That's correct. His name was Tony Pierce. Mm. <laughs> uh, you bet. You played indoor soccer when it was in its heyday. It was. It was the thing that kept professional soccer alive in this country. Um, you know, people such as Baxter's age mm-hmm. really don't get how big indoor soccer was at that time. Still don't. No. <laughs> Even after all the research and everything, I'm like, I don't understand the draw. What is it? Well, it's interesting, Simon, that you mentioned. You know, kind of. Uh, you know, bridging that gap between the old NASL and then, you know, when MLS uh, came about. And uh, it was, yeah, it was a blast. When I came out of college, you know, the NASL went under. And so indoor was where those players flooded into. And uh, it was it was a blast. It really was. And I was fortunate enough to end up here in Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, from day one, it, it was a ton of fun. We watched the thing grow from playing in the auditorium, you know, Mecca Auditorium, to the arena, to the Bradley Center. and Let, uh, let me just jump in for the people listening to the show. So that, that went from playing in a place that was about 2,000 seats yeah. to about 10,000 seats, and the Bradley Center I think is 17,000, 18,000. About 18,000, yeah. And we, you know, I think we averaged when we were at the Bradley Center, we averaged around 12,000. Yeah. There were, you know, probably wow. 10, 10, 12 games that we uh, sold the place out. I have some nice photos from the rafters where, you know, the place would be rocking and uh, so a ton of fun but no you know it it was a great time and you know like you said uh, guys that you were playing against would be you know had played for their national team guys like Johan Nieskens who had played for Holland in the 74-78 World Cup Uh, Bern Helzenbein who had played for West Germany Mm -hmm. you know and uh, amongst others you know but uh, it was a treat, and you know, here you are. You know, I, at that time I was 23, and just like, you know, after the game, you go up and you're shaking the guys. Hey, it was a pleasure to be on your on the field today with you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! But uh, you know, it, 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 our rivalry between Chicago at that time that had you know Karl Heinz Granitza and. Uh, Brett Hall and some other guys that, mm-hmm. you know, Michael Richardson, who eventually uh, finished his career in, in Milwaukee. And, 
but just really talented guys and and it was fun the games were were intense and uh you know the the way the ball was held and the ball moved and just a lot of fun like i said i can't say it enough it was a it really was it was a pleasure and it was one of those things i had always dreamed of um you know, playing professional soccer. And so I got to live it for 10 years. It was great. Mm. And I got to imagine as a goalkeeper, in some ways, the indoor game is a lot more fun to play than the outdoor game. Different, you know. Yeah, you know, they're, outdoor is kind of that purest, you know, mm-hmm. you think about it. But uh, I love grass and, you know, being outside and some different things you have to deal with outside, dealing with crosses and stuff. But indoor, you're involved probably every 30 to 45 seconds. You're getting a touch on the ball, whether it's with your feet or with your hands. And then, obviously, things are much closer. So uh, reaction saves uh, become uh, more prevalent. You know, outdoor game, if you make 12 saves a game, you're busy. You know, indoor game, you're that was making, a slow night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 12 saves, you're like nothing. You didn't do anything. You were on the bench. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but though, yeah, heck, man, it, it, 25 saves in a game, 30 saves, you know, and uh, you earned your money for sure. It mm. was it was crazy. The end of uh, my, my first year in Milwaukee, um, I wasn't used to training kind of day of the game. You know, we would train in the morning if we had a 7 o'clock game and stuff like that, you know, going and just being learning to be a professional. But I had lost. I, I came into the team at about 175, 180 pounds. And uh, by the end of that first season, I was down to about 164 pounds. Wow. <laughs> so I, I, I played 33 of 40 games that year. And, uh, I w- you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh. The trainer took me into the doctor and stuff. And they're like, well, you're at about 3% body fat. we got to get wow. some weight on you. we got to, you know. And then from then on, I, you know, managed to um, <laughs> lift a little bit and, you know, start eating a little better and that type of thing. And played the rest of my career at about 185. So, okay, but, uh, that's a good size. Yeah, it was, it was, it was great. It was yeah, great. I loved, I loved going to the games, watching them. And it's, uh, you know, a pleasure to have you on. And I want to say one little thing. Milwaukee Waves is still around. Granted, mm-hmm. you know, indoor is not as big as it was, obviously, with the outdoor game becoming uh, so big in this country. But uh, Milwaukee Waves still around, and I want to say something. Tony Pierce's number deserves to be retired. I've said that for a number of Amen years. That. Again, even before <laughs> I met you, Tony, I've always been confused about that. So if anybody from the Wave is listening to this, get Tony Pierce's number retired. It's well-deserved. <laughs> well, well, Tony, appreciate we appreciate that. you being on, sir. It was a, uh, a distinct pleasure, as always. And uh, I know I always enjoyed chatting with you as well during the, yeah. during the college days as well. And uh, certainly one of those coaches that I... Uh, I would have loved to have been able to have a chance to play for at some point. So. Well, well, thank you very much. Appreciate you guys. And, uh, no, it's wonderful being here anytime. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The sweet aromas of the apple fritter, cinnamon roll, and blueberry muffin are hard to resist. So making it the rest of the way home without reaching in your McDonald's bag is no easy task. But nothing worth doing is easy. Wake up and pair any one of these sweet, fluffy, frittery bakery treats with a McCafe iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary.
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.